Good morning, podcast people and uh, those watching online. Uh, today, uh, thanks for watching the, uh, the Mortgage Morning Podcast with us. This is our first episode. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan Roney. And today with us, we have Clifford Ives from Gershman Mortgage. Uh, we're recording live in the studio right now. And uh, so I think right now our goal with this podcast is to inform realtors of who may be interested in educating themselves or potential clients um, as well as new home buyers. And so, you know, people just looking to take on the home buying process on their own. And uh, so today with me, we have Clifford Ives. Uh, Clifford, it's good to see you. Hey, welcome. Hey, um, this is going to be exciting for yeah. Gerstmann. We're going to try to give some education out there, give some guidance to folks, and uh, help them uh, be successful in home ownership. I guess yeah, is absolutely. our goal. Absolutely, yeah. right. It's a good goal, and uh, I know I'm excited. I personally don't know much about uh, the financial aspects of most things, uh, especially when it comes to like home ownership, um, the ins and outs of buying a home. And so I know that personally for me, this will be educational. And so I'm also excited to just be a part of the process and just uh, just to gather as much information for myself personally. And yeah. so I know that those watching will probably be uh, experiencing the same thing I am uh, in terms of just learning new things as we go along. So It is interesting as we move along, they don't uh, teach a lot of this to us in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you go through high school and even college, unless you get into the economics, you don't really get guidance. Mm-hmm. on how to take care of your credit or the privilege of having credit and um, or just to get a home loan with what it takes to, and then it puts you in a lot of stress because you don't have any knowledge of it yeah. and it makes it frustrating mm-hmm. and that's our goal is probably get people at ease and maybe not be so stressful through the whole process oh, is man. our goal I'm yeah. open, so. it's very daunting to me sometimes just thinking about like oh, one of these days I'm going to have to buy a home I'm gonna have to figure all that out and I don't know if I can do that on my own Um, and I think that you know realtors out there they have a heart for people like that you know speaking you know from my own experience I'm not a realtor right (laughs) but um, I think that um, yeah educating those people at home and then also educating realtors who may be uh, new to this experience as well Um, but uh, yeah we were I think today our topic that we're kind of going over is credit specifically And so um, just to kind of segue into that, um, I know that you know a lot about this topic and you actually suggested this topic to us. And so you probably have a lot to say about this and a lot of really good information to give. And so I guess, I guess as a, a cornerstone, just somewhere to start, uh, what is credit? Well, you know, um, I try to stress to people personally that credit is a it's a privilege, honestly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think about it that way, but to me, it, it, it is a true privilege uh, to have someone lend you money and trust you that you're gonna pay it back, you know? Uh, that I have the responsible, I'm, I'm a responsible person, I'm gonna get to uh, borrow money from an individual, and they're gonna trust with me to pay them back. And I do truly believe that uh, it is a true privilege, because the benefit of this privilege, a lot of people don't realize such an important thing is that it helps you on car in, uh, interest, mm-hmm. your car insurance, it, just your mortgage interest in general. If you have great FICO scores mm-hmm. and you nurture them as you move along through your life, the benefit and the amount of money it's gonna save you is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the one thing I try to encourage people to realize the privilege they're getting when they're getting the, getting credit. Yeah. Um, 
but um, there is a lot more to that than oh, yeah. <laughs> just this, for sure. Yeah, so. and you, uh, you mentioned a, a FICO score. I, uh, I hear that word passed around sometimes, but I'm actually not sure exactly like what a FICO score is, or um, is that, I guess, like, um, uh, you know, can you check that freely? Is that something that you have access to freely? Well, everyone has three FICO <coughs> scores, and basically um, there's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Mm -hmm. And anytime you take out a loan, and it is, your payments are monitored. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a credit card, uh, car loan, unsecured loan, most companies either report to two or three bureaus. And the, those are the three bureaus they uh, report to. And that accumulates your FICO score. Your goal uh, as a first time home buyer would probably be a 660 or better. Hmm. But your ultimate goal is to be over 750 as a consumer. You want to maintain 740, 750 so that you get the best interest rates out there. That's what we kind of consider an excellent credit. Okay. You can go to as high as 805. I think one is 840, one of them. But if you're over 800, you have excellent credit scores. And um, matter of fact, you're going to be able to, in a lot of cases, if you go buy a car mm -hmm. and you're in the 800s, they don't even ask you for your income. They wow. just sell you the car. Wow. And they give you the best rate out there. So that's the advantage of having excellent credit. Um, but the main thing on your credit is to make sure you don't have late payments. Mm, yeah. And the biggest thing on them is, is a 30-day late. And um, it's extremely important that you figure out a system to make sure you make your payments mm, okay. and you're conscious of it okay. uh, is the most important thing. And um, this system uh, to make payments, is that something that you guys offer? That's not something you guys offer here, is it? No. I give a lot of personal guidance to people to help them uh, be successful. Mm, okay. I'm, I help a lot of first-time home buyers just build their credit and move forward. Um, but the main thing is uh, on your credit cards, if you're truly trying to build your credit, mm. is that you want to go ahead and um, only utilize 25% of the available line of credit. Like I, I was trying to help you build your credit and you didn't have any credit, let's right. take for example. I try to get you to get an unsecured loan. Mm -hmm. Go to somewhere, get an undersecure loan that you're going to pay monthly payments back for 12 months. And then the other thing I try to do, you'd, you'd get a secure credit card in most cases, mm -hmm. or you'd at least apply for one. Um, if you have no credit and no dings on your credit, they're probably going to give it to you if you get online in a lot of the places. Um, for $49, you can get a $200 line of credit, <laughs> right? Wow. Right? Well, that's that privilege. They're giving you an opportunity to take advantage of the privilege to have someone let you use their money right you yeah. know if you think about it that way and then um, you would only want to charge up to 25 percent of it and pay it back down mm -hmm. um, one of the cool things I try to get people to do is whenever they have a credit card just maybe pay a streaming account everyone has five streaming accounts mm, right know, Netflix uh, Apple TV uh, mm -hmm. AT&T they're paying their internet with well, just have that paid out of that account, that alone, and then pay it back each month. Don't use it for, don't use a credit card. One of my pet peeves mm -hmm. is do not use credit cards for loans. Oh, if yeah. you need a loan, go get a secured, unsecured loan from someone that you're going to pay back in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Because the bad thing about using your credit cards as loans, and a lot of people find this out the hard way, is that you're carrying this huge amount over for five, six years and you're paying interest, 21, 22% interest to them the whole time, and you don't have a destinator or a goal to get that paid off because life has 
does things to us. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is let's not let that happen and right. be conscious of it. You know, yeah. that's the main thing about credit is being conscious of it. Yeah, and being having a goal to take care of it and uh, manage it properly. Really, right? Because in my mind, I was thinking like. Um, you know, you have like your Netflix accounts, you have like your Hulu accounts, Spotify, and you have these like monthly subscriptions. You think like, oh, I'll just uh, put it on the card and then my, you know, when my check comes in, it'll just automatically, you know, it'll take those, those payments out for me and then, and then um, you, you just put that money back into your, your credit card account. And, and so it's like keeping it fully automated. You don't have to look at it. I know that a lot of people look at that and they think like, yeah, that's a good system, you know, like I don't have to worry about looking at it, you know, but I mean, I know that you've, you've told me about this, just advising against that. You know? Right. Well, I'm, I'm really conscious about people paying attention to the bills monthly. Mm -hmm. It's extremely important. Um, but you could do the same thing. You could have your Spotify paid out your credit card mm -hmm. and you could have your credit card automatically paid out your account. So you'd never miss the payment. Right. Yeah. Which would be a very similar situation. Plus you're building your credit at the same time. Mm -hmm. instead of just having it as debiting from your checking account. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Right. Plus you're not overusing the line of credit on mm -hmm. your credit card. Um, but it's re really simple. But the most important thing, I, I try to get people to be conscious about paying their, I even personally have on my calendar on the third of the month, pay your bills. Mm. And that's my reminder to review my bills make sure they're all set up properly, and I pay everything online. Mm -hmm. I don't have them automatically paid, but I have my accounts, are, you can have your accounts set up so that they will pay the minimum amount for you automatically. Mm -hmm. Then if for some reason you miss them, you don't get dinged $35 for missing the due date. Okay, yeah. So, but like on a credit card, um, your statement date always will have like the 9th or 10th on it. If you make your payment by the 9th or 10th, for one, you don't get a late payment, right? Mm. And for two, if you pay the whole thing off, you, you don't pay any interest. And that's, I pay the whole thing off as my personal goal is to pay everything off. But um, you can set it up that way. So if you do the Spotify, mm -hmm. it's automatically pays off before the 9th. Mm -hmm. You don't pay any interest on it and you're building your credit and you're not overusing your credit cards. Okay. So it's like keeping it within like a, a certain range. Like I know they say like past 30% or something like that. Right. I guess it varies, you know. Well, really the if you're the ultimate to build your credit is to keep it under 30%. I always mm -hmm. recommend 25 cuz they always sometimes will hit you with interest if you don't pay the whole amount off. Mm -hmm. So that way you stay under that 30%. And as you build your credit, you can always extend your credit lines. I know people don't like to do that. Yeah. Uh, I always recommend it because if you're using the credit card more, you always you can by extending the credit limit, you can stay in that thirty percent range and keep the scores up. Wow, that's something I actually never thought about. <laughs> that's a good idea. So if you're you're spending more, and you go ahead and take their credit limit, just still continue spending up to the thirty thirty percent, but you're also building your credit and you're getting to use free money. It's right. actually, you're using someone's money free if you pay the payment correctly mm -hmm. and you aren't getting hit interest. So you're getting to use someone's money for 60 days. Mm -hmm. You get that privilege, use their money for 60 days and not be charged any interest. Wow. But you still got to be responsible about it, the yeah. whole thing. That's the whole goal, goal is to be responsible. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be sometimes. It's a, everyone has to go through a learning curve, it mm -hmm. seems like. We all have to learn it our own way, I believe. 
Yeah, and you know, some people more than others. I know personally, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm learning. You know, even in in this industry, like it's been valuable working here because I can, you know, learn these things from professionals rather than just discovering things the hard way. Which you know, you've had you have those instances. Life is not, you know, perfect. It's not like straight cut. So. But uh, it's always good to have as much help as possible. So. One is for some reason, as kids, it's hard to listen to our parents. Yeah. <laughs> they try to give us guidance, and we have a tendency not to listen to them. Yeah. And we think we can go out and learn, a, learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And the hard way sometimes hurts. Because if you, you did get um, you know, in a mess, it takes some time to clean it up. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you know, we could clean someone, get someone cleaned up in like 60 days. Now the timeline is almost 12 months now. Right. And when we start working with someone, try to give them the right guidance, um, minimum of six months, but nine times out of 10, it'll take them a whole 12 months to get their nose clean so that they can buy a house again. Okay. But there's a way to do it too, to come from the deep end of it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things um, I always try to encourage people is to have some kind of budgeting system. Yeah, And that's um, important. I know there's budgeting apps out there and stuff. I always promote um, a very simple one. I um, like people just have, it's a simple where you have two checking accounts and a mm-hmm. savings account and you have them all at the same bank because everyone's paychecks are automatically deposited anymore. Right. And wherever your check is being automatic deposit, you treat that as your bill, bill account. Mm-hmm. And right when your check goes in, you just prorate what you need to make sure your bills are gonna be paid that month and you move the spending money over into the other checking account. Okay. And then you basically take that and get in the habit of taking 10% of that, $1 out of 10, mm-hmm. and move into the savings account each month. And you're developing a system um, that works, that helps you be conscious of what you do get to spend. Right, yeah. And savings. And I know you and I were talking the other day about some things that you get impulse buys. Yeah, it's it's huge, um, and I know personally, like when I get like my my check in at that you know that biweekly period, I'm just like, man, there's so many things running through my head right now of like all the things that I've been wanting to get in the past weeks, and I'm like, I can finally have it now. You know, it's like I can finally like invest in this thing, or like I can look into this thing online, and um, it's just such an impulsive thing that I do. And I know that you were talking about this, just. Um, uh, but kind of the way I was talking to you when I said, well, you know, you could take this system we were talking about. Yeah. And instead of doing an impulse buy, we were talking at least give it, what'd your dad tell you? Give it a, oh, what did uh, he tell Yeah. How, how long did he the, tell you to wait? It was, it was the tattoo. I like asked him if I could oh, get yeah. a tattoo when I was like 18. And um, I remember I came up to him. I was like, dad, I think that this would be like a really great invest, like a really great purchase, you know? And he was like, well, why don't you wait like six months and just see like how you feel about it after that? And sure enough, I went through that process like five other times, you know, five different tattoos, you know, still don't have a tattoo, so. That's a good mm-hmm. good call. If you can give it three days or so, mm-hmm. um, give yourself a minute, but you also could take your system, your budgeting balancing system, and you could budget to purchase that particular items by saving the appropriate amount for it. Mm-hmm. But it's all about having a game plan to secure the, if you really need it. Mm. But as you start saving for it, you, you might get to the point where, oh, maybe I don't need that. Because mm-hmm. most of the time we don't need as much as we think we need. Yeah. Quite honestly. Big. But you know, that like set of golf clubs I'm looking at is looking pretty mm-hmm. good though, right? So, but it is the impulse buys. And um, we're the sad thing 
um, we are taught to be consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, from the day we start watching cartoons, we are taught to be consumers. And um, we're not taught to be financial gurus. We're not educated to, to be stable and make the right decisions. Right. We're taught to buy, buy, buy. And that's where this impulse comes from. And that's our hard knocks mm-hmm. to learn that we don't have to do that. Mm. And, and that's really difficult for us because we've been taught to do something different. And then when you get the responsibility of your income you're getting from your job, you get all these responsibilities, you have to somehow rewire yourself from what you've been trained to not do the impulse buys. Yeah. And it's difficult. It's yeah. very difficult. A huge learning curve. It's very process. frustrating yeah. for all of us. And it's, it's a terrible learning curve. Mm-hmm. You know, because it bites you so hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You go, my goodness, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do. We all, I've been there. Yeah. And uh, my goal here is to help, maybe we can help some people not be there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's. Be, be yeah. structured where they can take can take responsibility yeah. and respect that credit that they're going to get. Yeah, and like what's important structure in the first place, you know, like I know for me, I've, I've made budget plans all, you know, I could make a whole like plethora of budget plans, you know, but I won't execute any of them because there's other things that need structure as well, you know. Well, honestly, you know, a lot of people will try my system and it's successful for them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll call them, you know, a year later and go, oh, we kind of, we need to get back on that. Mm-hmm. And that's just human nature. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is a lot of great apps you can utilize too. Uh, I personally use Mint mm-hmm. and it helps me budget and I still keep an eye on it, but you can put all your checking accounts in it, you can put all your credit cards in it, and then it documents every habit that you have in spending and then it gives you suggestions where you're overspending or you're doing, it rewards you too and tells mm-hmm. you that you're doing good. So there's some wonderful apps out there that you can utilize to help you be conscious of it. Right. And that's the main thing mm-hmm. that I always stress is being conscious about it and being being honest to yourself yeah. and not. That's where the impulse buys come in. I right. honestly, do I need this or not? Yeah. You know? and that's the tough thing. Honestly, just like, you know, I know for me, like I have just spending habits as well. Like I, I know it kind of comes down to habit as well in some aspects because um, I, um, you know, I have like with as I was mentioning with like the budget plans, like I could make a budget plan, but my spending habits have to, you know, be a little bit more like reined in. And there are like habits that go along with. Um, uh, I feel like your habits almost get called out whenever you have these like budgeting plans because they're like, hey, like. And we're looking at all the stuff you're, you're spending here and it like draws that, that red line that we were talking about. The one thing uh, we were kind of talking the other day a little bit too as well, but on those spending habits, I always try to get people to put their groceries and their gas mm-hmm. and their spending money. Yeah. I was telling you so that, because we are spenders, we spend money mm-hmm. and we have to be able to have some kind of release because mm-hmm. we're educated to do that from little. Yeah. So we got to be able to buy gas, we buy, buy our groceries and have some spending habits. Um, but. Um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's tough for me not to yeah. go buy something and just out of the way go buy it. But that's the goal is to be more responsibility for all of us, I think. Yeah. Is I think what we're getting down to a little bit mm-hmm. is tough. But honestly, if we want to help people get their credit built up, um, I can give them the proper review their credits and stuff. 
And I work with a lot of first-time home buyers and help them go establish the steps that can make them successful to get into to a home. Yeah. And even people, not just first-time home buyers, people that have gone down a rough road and I give them the proper guidance. I enjoy helping people do this and help them uh, get the reward of home ownership. Yeah. You know? And, but not only, it may set them up where they can buy their first car mm -hmm. too as well. So, but I like to get a hold of them before to buy their mortgage and then their car first. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> That's the thing to do. Yeah. But um, <coughs> it's interesting, um, Excuse me. the dynamics that we have as individuals to learn, but we can learn these steps and we can learn to be responsible and set the tools up for ourselves to be successful. Mm -hmm. Because of our goal ultimately um, is to have in savings six months of reserves. And it took me a long time to build that up. But once I started having three and six months of reserve, the pressure that it took off me and my family mm. was just tremendous because I, I had a burden personally on my back of living check to check. Yeah. If you can get out of the habit from living check to check, the pressure and the stress that it will take off on you by being a little bit more responsible mm -hmm. and focus on having this little bit of reserve, you the, you would be amazed that the stress that takes where you can enjoy your life more. Yeah. Instead of fighting the, the financial nightmare right, yeah. of having the impulse buys and stuff. So just that small investment, that small effort that goes into just putting this together, like it just, it does wonders for you. Like it just, it pays off in the long run ultimately. Absolutely. Yeah. And the more you're responsible, it's just like any successful thing you do. Mm. Just like getting your college degree or whatever. Yeah. This is the same thing as getting a financial degree. Financial freedom is a goal of everyone's mm. and being responsible. But you want to re remember you, you do need to use credit, but you need to be responsible with credit. There's a lot of people that just pay cash for everything. I, I believe you can use credit responsibly. Mm. And if you want to, you can buy your groceries on one credit card, you can buy your gas on one credit card, and you can buy all your family goods and supplies on another credit card. Mm -hmm. And you can pay those credit cards off every single month. And you can have an excellent credit score. Mm. Or you can choose to pay cash for all your goods, your gas, your groceries and stuff, and not have a credit score. Mm, yeah. You can't hardly do anything in our world without a solid credit score. Yeah. And it's more important to have a solid cre credit score because you're being responsible at home by paying cash for everything and controlling mm. it. You're learning as well. You, If you can be that responsible, you can be responsible to pay your credit cards too as well. I yeah, that's a good point. That's actually you know, a, a good way to look at it. It's an excellent system and it's gonna make your life, um, it's gonna save you thousands of dollars in interest mm, if yeah. you secure and maintain your credit. One of the things we kinda didn't talk about, um, I think, I, and I wanted to talk about, um, and was collections are mm. devastating yeah, to we did you. Talk about that, They're yeah. very, very devastating to mm. you. Um, medical collections, um, if they're over 500 bucks, they're gonna start, they will report them to your credit. And in a timely manner, if you still have an address to 500 or less, it'll get thrown on your credit report. Mm -hmm. um, the insurance thing in hospital medical things, I mean, anymore it's a shame, but they have the power to, um, you know, once you go to the hospital, 
if you don't address it immediately, it might be with you believe it's with your insurance company and it's getting solved, and you it's so complicated to stay on top of that you cannot. Uh, and then they send you a collection mm. just out of the blue, and it's unfortunate that our system's set up like that. I I personally believe they should have to wait 12 months or 24 months after review and make sure all the insurance situations are resolved mm-hmm. and then send you a collection. Um, but I've seen it drop people's scores 50 points, that one wow. collection. Oh my gosh. And it's extremely devastating. It'll go 35 to 50 points. It is extremely important to be conscious of anything that might go to the collection and address it immediately so they don't uh, send it to your credit because yeah. your average collection <clears throat> costs you 35 points to 50 points. Um, and key ones, let me go back over, would be the the hospital. We all know that's a major one. AT&T, if you're sending supplies back and you're doing it in the mail, make sure you save your receipts. Mm. Save them for life, the guy told me. And um, the other things is Mediacom are terrible about it. Make sure that Mediacom's bills, you get the proper receipts. Just don't assume that it's covered. Um, and as soon as you get a letter in the mail, you go address it with Mediacom before they send it to collections because they are ruthless, very ruthless. Um, another thing is when you're leaving a lease, uh, I would recommend never leasing with someone if you can avoid it and only have your own lease because that devastates, uh, you know, when you're trying to get a mortgage and you got a bad lease, that really doesn't look good, does it? Not at all, you know? <laughs> so you want to make sure when you're, you leave, either you continue making the payments for that person that's in there until the lease is up so it doesn't hurt your credit, or you make sure your name's taken off the lease, and nine times out of ten, you cannot get your name off a lease until that payment's done. So wow. just be cautious. Yeah. It's yeah, a, that's... It's, those are some of the things I see that pop up a lot. Okay. So, so these are like recurring things. So. Yeah. Yeah, consistently. Yeah, that's right. Pull in, you know, and can, and most of the time we can get around things on credit, but like I said, it's a twelve-month period. If you have mm-hmm. a a, 12, a ding on your credit, that's a thirty-day late payment. Yeah, and we do a lot of manual reviews, um, and I'm really successful with it. But a part of that is you can't have any dings in the last twelve months, and so that's your goal is to have your credit cleaned up. Right, but. Don't think I might not be able to do something if it's been less than that. I just have to look and review the situation. Yeah. Because there might be something I can do for someone before that period is up. Okay. So yeah. there's different things. So you got to give it a shot, you know, give it right. a chance. So All right. and get the proper guidance. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess before we wrap up here, I guess um, something that I think everyone watching online, maybe something, is there anything that you would give to the viewer? Uh, something for them to remember or to take away from this video, uh, specifically on this topic, or uh, just something that you can give to the people watching online. The the thing you got to take to heart is your credit. Um, it's it's your goal to be successful in life is to have a solid credit score, but it's not something you can't manage and and take care of yourself. Some people get overwhelmed, and um, but it, with the little proper guidance and understanding like we've gone through today, mm-hmm. you can be successful. You, you can live a responsible life and stress free of credit because uh, it, it, it can eat you up fast or you can control it and be responsible for it. That's the one thing I think. Um, try to learn 
take baby steps, maybe only get one credit card and manage with it and one secure loan at one time, and then develop your habits from that. It's all habit forming and um, that's the most important thing to do. Uh, and But there's people that can help you out there. You know, you can get, I can give you proper guidance and get you on the right track if you need it. You know, that's why we're talking about budgeting and we're talking about the credit to help people learn that there is a way you can get the proper guidance and we can take where you're at right now and we can take you to home ownership just with the proper guidance. And if you listen to me, I hate to say that, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those who listen to me are successful and those who don't aren't. And that's pretty well bottom line. But it is fun and people are so excited when they've listened to me and it's developed them And uh, you can just see when I'm talking to them on the phone, I can see them smiling. They're so pumped and so excited. And we get them in the house, they're even more pumped. Mm -hmm. And that's what's fun about this business is helping people be successful to get their home loans and give them the proper guidance uh, that they need to get where they want to go and get to their destination. That's great. That's great. Clifford, thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, uh, it was fun. uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully we'll see from you again or we'll hear from you again. See you soon. And... uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. This is uh, the um, Mortgage Morning for uh, Gershman Mortgage, and uh, we'll see you next time.